Yeah, I'm talking to you, sassy girl. Need a little ah in your step? Try this on for size. It's pop. It tastes great. It makes you feel kind of funny. Not here, not down there, but all up in this area. Talking pop. Sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about What's the deal with this pop life and when is it gonna fade out The thing you got to realize what we're doing is not a trend We got the gift of melody, we're gonna bring it till the end, come on now Hi, welcome to Talkin' Pop, my name is Jennifer Smith I am here with the balls of Mahoney to my pillman Tim Cable, how you doing Tim? Balls! Went great. <laughs> Wasn't expecting uh, quite that intro, but I uh, I love you for it. I know you do. Um, yeah, well, I, no. I, I guess I'm holding up okay here midweek. Um, it's uh, it's a four day week for me, so my mm-hmm. sense of timing, my sense of time is even more out of whack than it already has been this entire year, basically. Um, this entire 14 years. Yes. Right, right. I mean, I do not know my ass or my head from a hole in the ground. <laughs> so that's where that's where I am. How are you tonight, Jenny? About the same. You're in good company. All right. For that. Oh, Between the two of weird. us, we'll see if we can pull our asses, our heads out of our asses, or <laughs> holes, or let's not talk about yeah. holes. Um, <laughs> We have with us a guest tonight, so we're kind of going back and forth here with, with our formatics of this show, Jenny, where last month we talked about some trash garbage we watched on Netflix, done quite a lot of that um, this year, solved some mysteries. Trash garbage is strong. I mean, I feel like it's thought-provoking and intelligent. Normally we do talk about trash garbage. That was kind of an exception uh, because yeah, we were, we were, quality. yeah, we, we did a true crime podcast as you do, uh, and solved the mysteries as you do. And uh, I guess we'll be doing that again before the year is out. They got another volume of un- heretofore unsolved mysteries <laughs> coming in October. <laughs> they will not remain unsolved for much longer. I'm sure. Before the broadcast is even over, they had people calling in with tips about the show. I expect to see some updates after the first episode. Um, Okay, so we did not watch any trash garbage uh, since then. Well, I'm sure we have, but we're not going to talk about it tonight because we have a guest back. And this guest is someone in keeping with things that we have talked about on the show. person we don't necessarily know that well, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, who we have interacted with uh, casually, someone you have met, I have not, and that's what we like to do here is try to get to know people better um, because that's, I don't know, I I just find it more interesting and and more varied, unusual places to go when when I talk to someone here who I don't know that well. And uh, see Exhibit A, Calvin Crowell. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I mean, you never know where people are going to go. You know? Right, exactly. And so without further ado, let's bring him in. Who do we have with us in our third seat, Jenny? Well, you might know him as the cowboy, but I know him as Roger. How you doing, Roger? Hey, doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. I, I can confirm that this will be 
more trash garbage, as you yes. call it. So yeah, trash garbage either way. Just um... <laughs> and we'll try not to make it a true crime story, and we'll we'll go from there. How's, how's that sound? I don't know. Don't, don't get ahead we, of yourself. We, we'll try not to solve the true crime story if it does turn into that. <laughs> if if that perhaps implicates you, leave it a mystery. <laughs> yeah, leave that one unsolved. But no, thank thank you for having me on. Good, I'm excited for it. So it's good stuff. Awesome. Well, something I'm wondering, Jenny, you might already know, but the listeners may want to know as well. What's with the cowboy nickname? I've always known you as cowboy, and they there's a cowboy senior also. So you are cowboy, not to be confused with. Cowboy <laughs> and yeah, you, you like look at my Facebook and stuff. You're like, hey, it doesn't really fit. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah. So that was another like, where where did this all come from? Oh, it's a ridiculous story, really. So right. known, I've known JT for about, say, six, seven years now. And, like, the first time we, like, hung out uh, together, we were at um, we were at this place in, in Warwick, Rhode Island, that they, they showed wrestling. So I, I hadn't watched wrestling in like forever i was a big fan when i was when i was younger up until i was about maybe 20 or so and then completely got away from it and uh picked it back up about 15 years later so i was with jt and uh and mr flanagan first time i really first time i met mr flanagan first time me and jt had hung out outside of you know outside of the the office and really stupid story the guy who the guy who owns this place he would come around and say hi to everybody and i forget what i was doing i was trying to like switch the fucking jukebox or something and he said slow down there cowboy <laughs> and that was it that was it that was forever. <laughs> so literally like zero meaning to the name i thought i thought it was funny it i thought it stuck. was I thought, no, I thought it was kind of a cool gimmick, you know? It's like, oh, I've never been, I've never been a cowboy, you know? Because so, I'm like, is he like a big kid rock fan, or is there some sort of <laughs> growing up? Like, was he? Uh, but, and then the senior thing was from, I, I did a show, um, a sports show for a while on the, on, the pod, on the feed called the Place to Be Nation Sports Lounge. And I, I identified myself as the cowboy on the show, and my dad wanted to be on the show too. I said, "You can do it, but you have to be cowboy senior." <laughs> so he he really eats it up. He really ate up the nickname. We he still, was into I, it. We actually call him senior to this. <laughs> like when I talk to him, you know, I see him all the time. I say, "Hey, how you senior? How you doing?" And, and it's uh, your literal dad. <laughs> so, okay. Yes, wait. His name's Roger as well. Okay, and, I was going to ask, is, is his name at least Roger? To, yes, to uh, Okay, so there is a basis for the senior part. Very other confusing than... on social media because we both refuse to not just be Roger Morissette. So. Okay. <laughs> like One of these days, a message is going to go awry. But, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was tell- really hoping his name was going to be George, and it's just like, we're still going to call you Cowboy, but it's going to be Cowboy Senior. So I can tell you, he like really plays up the gimmick. We were at a wedding last year, 
and he was he was pretty loaded on the dance floor. <laughs> And um, he was into country music for a while. He was actually more of a cowboy than myself. Um, and you know that song, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy? Sure. Oh, my gosh. So big, we got a big group of people. And they say, save a horse, ride a cowboy. And then he would just scream at the top of his fucking lungs, senior! <laughs> and just loved it. And that was just at, like a family thing. You know, like, I mean, he's... He's all in. He's all in. So, so but it. but the genesis of it is just a total throwaway line just by this by this guy who we went to this place like I, you know, JT and, and uh, Andy had been there a bunch of times, but I I probably went to this place three times and he just said, "Slow down, there, cowboy." And what's that? <laughs> well, did you like refer to yourself that way, or did they like like lock onto it right away and start calling you that? Yeah, they kind of like we kind of thought it was funny, and then and then I I kind of acted a little like senior. I was like, ah, oh, I kind of like this this cowboy yeah. thing. You know? cowboy. But, um, so you encouraged it. Yeah, and got so, into the cowboy shit, just like to, that. But like, legitimately in my everyday life, nobody calls me that except my father. Fucking calls me that. Now. <laughs> he really embraced the lifestyle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like even even friends like from uh, from the um the podcast and stuff like outside of outside of that like when we're talking they generally don't call me cowboy but <laughs> my dad me and my dad it's gonna stick forever i think so it's all right awesome. i like the name i love it so okay so that kind of brings me to what would have been the starting point if if i didn't have to have that question answered straight <laughs> off I had to satisfy that curiosity right away <laughs> Um, that's tremendous. What all kind of brought you into this circle? You mentioned, um, JT, JT Rosero, past guest of this show a few times over. So I know you guys are friends, have been friends for a while. Like how, how did you guys meet and how did you sort of get hooked up with Place to Be Nation and podcasting and, you know, what was your entry point? Pretty straightforward story. So we, we met at work and we played bat Justin um, has a basketball thing, right? Where where mm-hmm. he 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 organizes three on three basketball once a week for a long time. Um, and they needed a guy and someone told him that I played basketball, so he came up and asked me if I wanted to play. I was pretty out of shape at that point. But and I but I missed playing. I used to so I, I lived in Arizona for a while and then moved back to uh, Rhode Island. And um, I had just moved back maybe six months before. And I used to play all the time in Arizona, and I had not played in a while. So he asked me to play. I said, uh, I don't have any stuff with me. And I thought about it. I was like, man, this, this guy might never ask me again if I don't play. So I messaged him, and I said, you know what? I'll just buy stuff on the way there. I'm in. Um, so in order, in order to – in order to be part of the basketball league, we had to be Facebook friends because there's like a private Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when he friended me, you know, like you fucking you spy on people after they friend you, right? Oh, yeah, uh, sure. Totally. So I'm looking through his friend list and I see all this wrestling stuff, you know, like <laughs> El Gigante and all this shit. <laughs> so like I approached him at our place of employment and I was like, I was like, dude, are you like a fucking wrestler? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, no, but 
you know, but I like wrestling a lot. And, you know, and he kind of just told me about, about, about the site and about the podcast and stuff. And he invited, you know, we kind of hit it off. I was like, yeah, I, I used to be into wrestling. I'd love to get back into wrestling. Um, I was kind of like, I lived, I moved, I lived in Arizona for seven years. So I moved in like 2004 and moved back in like 2011, 2012. Mm. And I was kind of like, like didn't want to like fall back in like totally with some of my group from before I had left. Okay. Um, there were reasons I'd left. And um, so I was kind of like, and I've always been somebody that I, I, I think the best way to meet people and stuff is like whenever anyone asks me to do anything, I always do it. Right. Like, so as uncomfortable yes. as that is, right? always say yes. Like, oh, oh you want to come to this party where you're not going to know anybody and I really won't be able to talk to you. Yeah, sure. Sounds great. Yeah. What, what, what do you want me to bring? And, um, and, I, and I've always been that way. And it's always led to, you know, led to developing good relationships. And so, you know, uh, JT's very outgoing in that respect and likes to be very inclusive of his, uh, you know, of his, his friend group. So he invited me to stuff. I can't, I went. Um, he invited me to the Royal Rumble that they were going to, which um, was awesome. I went and I rooted for Batista and it became ah. a big the story Big because Batista, everybody hated blue Batista man in 2014 it, blue, it was the one he won the one he won it was oh, okay so you know this is a good story so we went and like I, I hadn't watched wrestling in forever so I thought like Batista was like one of the only fucking guys I knew and then he's back so I'm like I'm like I'm rooting for Batista right and so I bought the Batista shirt at the rumble and it was the rumble where Daniel Bryan lost to Bray Wyatt on like the undercard Okay. And then everybody thought that Daniel Bryan was going to come into the Rumble and win it. And then they just didn't even have him come in at all. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. like the place was like fucking furious. And and so like I'm wearing the Batista shirt and everyone's just booing the shit out of Batista and yelling at him. So I'm like, you know, I'm, a, I'm like, fuck this. You know, I'm the, I'm the cowboy. I'm going to play this up. So I'm standing up. I'm pointing at the Batista shirt. I wrote a column. Was it like for the for the site about like why Batista was awesome and why Daniel Bryan sucked? Oh, like, I kind of remember that. How, yeah. How I hate like how I, you know, can't understand how they have these guys who are like my size, like fighting against real, real real big tough yeah and, yeah that that made some waves uh, talk about yeah, uh, we have unpopular opinions that. today how yeah. about uh, <laughs> that was the uh, prototype that was, that was cool and then you know we uh so that's so we kind of mm. became we we became very good friends and we're we're now very we're now very good friends yes so what would you do if a manic very wet very vascular bulging Batista ran up to you in a gym locker room naked and, and, and he ripped the towel off of your waist and said, give me what I want. What would you do? Yeah. In that you know, situation? I'd have to think about it, Tim, but, um, I mean, I can't really answer that. I feel like we, we should ask all of our guests this question. Yeah, we should. Moving forward. I mean, that's a, it's a, it's, it's a, a logical question. question. I mean, I, I love the guy. I would do just about anything, just about just anything about. that might be where the line is. But in the moment, who knows? I'm not going to I'm not going to say it's a definite. Yeah, no. it's OK. <laughs> I mean, some people, you know, you dislike hypothetical questions. You just have to mm. have to see what you would do in the moment. 
But um, what would you do, Tim? Uh, I think I'd have to give the man what he wants. <laughs> I feel like that's the only real answer. Feel like um, I, I wouldn't be entirely sure. Um, I, I might ask, but mm-hmm. it's sort of like Roger's policy: you don't say no um, <laughs> when confronted with that. Situation. He invited me to suck his dick. What can I say? <laughs> Who knows? You know, I mean, these hypothetical things, right? <laughs> it's like in, in the moment, who the who the who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's Batista. You saw what he did. Like, I mean, Dana Brooke, like, I, know, I mean, right? basically did that on Twitter for her, but unsolicited, unsolicited, just because she was mad at Ennis Cantor. You mm. know? I mean, it's yeah. Uh, what kind of life is that? I mean, that's even before Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, now he's like... That's right. Like top, like a top five just person on Earth, I think, at this point. He does, you know what, he does seem like a legit good dude. Like, it's sort of the last person I could see doing something like that. It's just sort of the visual that I kind of ran with. He's funny as hell, and Mm -hmm. he seems like, you know, if you follow me, he seems like a good guy. He's like a good guy, I mean... You know, like walking away from the WWE, that doesn't certainly doesn't make him a bad guy. You know? no. I mean, well, in some they, people's eyes, it might, but in the grand scheme of things, it's. You it's said good, top five person on earth. <laughs> top five person on earth. I mean, everybody has an opinion, Jenny, and that's mine, right? So, Who else is in your top five? I stand by it. <laughs> I'd have to think about that. Cowboy <laughs> Senior, I hope. Jason that Taylor. guy who called you cowboy the yep. first time. Yeah, he's in there. Tom Brady. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves should be on everybody's list. Fills up fast. Does. Mm. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't know about like it's tough because there's some people who've done some really, really great things, and mm. you know, like Steve Gleason. I have a lot of respect for him. He's the guy for the Saints who has. Um, ALS, the guy who oh. he blocked that kick and he started the Gleason Foundation for ALS. Like I, I couldn't respect someone more than him, so he would probably be in my top five. Just below well. Batista. <laughs> right right there with right there with Batista. Yeah. Okay. Female Brett Bret Hart. Female Bret Hart. Definitely yep, in there. Definitely on the list too. Um, no. I mean that's like that's a whole nother level right there. Yeah, we, that's a that's a different list. So you said you moved away and then you came back and then you didn't want to get up with your old friend group. Did you get in trouble with your old friend group? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I just like I had um, you know, growing growing up, I like I'll give you just like a synopsis of my mm-hmm. of my teenage years into my like early twenties. Like there was this video arcade. I grew up in like a small town, and there was this like video arcade and like convenience store in my town, and like, I got written up for loitering there, like, probably, like, 50 times. How do you loiter at <laughs> by, an by, by, by the police. Like, written up like, by the police. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, and so, I, I mean, I was with a group where that's kind of, like, what we were doing, mm-hmm. which is, you know, just not a lot of motivation there. So, and, I mean, on it, I have friends, best friends, to this day, that are that did that with me. But it just in general, in general, I was looking for, like, when I moved – Part of the reason I moved was, okay, I kind of wanted a fresh start. I was about 20, 23, 24 years old, just looking for a fresh start. You know, for People from the Northeast, like, we don't generally move. Like, my 
my whole family, like probably going back four generations, had all probably lived within like 40 miles of each other, you know. Wow. And I got yeah. this I got this opportunity to to go out to Phoenix. My sister actually lived there at the time, and I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna do it. And so I did it. And real positive experience for me out there it was great. It's made some great friends. Met my wife. Uh, life was good. And then you know decided to come back. And you know I, I was a bit of a different guy when I came back. And to that end, did not was was no longer looking to hang out at the arcade all the time. Mm. And uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah. So just really. You know, like like I had some real solid friends out in Phoenix, and I just wanted to kind of mirror that because it had been successful for me. And I mean, it seems like you make friends pretty easily, honestly. Like Justin just walking up to you, like, "Hey, you want to play basketball?" Yeah, sure. <laughs> We're best friends now. Yeah, no, I've always had a lot of friends. I've always tried to I try to be outgoing and be like, you know, like I know a lot of people are introverted and stuff and like have social anxiety. Like, like a lot of people very close to me have that. So I've always been someone, you know, I'm not really like that. And in some ways I think, you know, I'm extroverted in a lot of ways. Um, and I mean, that's its own kind of mask that people put on, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. e- either way, yeah. uh, I, I, I kind of always tried to seek out people that maybe, maybe were, you know, kind of being quiet in the corner or whatever and were who have, you know, maybe it may be trouble in those kind of interactions and tried to like, you know, I try to get to know people. I do, you know, talk to people, try to get to know people. Someone told me a long time ago that, you know, if you, if you take the time to talk to people from all different walks of life and I, tell, I mean, I've, I've interacted across the spectrum from like behind a dumpster to a $10 million <laughs> house, literally. And, um, and that if you take the time to talk to people, you're going to always find a common ground and generally speaking, people are good, right? And it's a good, and so, yeah, I, I, I try to, I try to make friends and I feel like the more, you know, the more, the more people that I'm close to, the more people I get to know, that's all, that's all positives for me and hopefully for them sometimes too. Oh, it is. I mean, I've definitely been on the receiving end of that. We've hung out before and, um, you know, you were just always like very just fun and, joking around and trying to talk to everybody and I mean definitely always felt included which is kind of a special thing because not many people go out of their way to make you feel included and you definitely do that yeah Yeah, it's for sure and people have done that for me before too so it's a you know it's a back and forth in life in a lot of ways you know like karma you give what you get sort of deal I, I very much believe in that it's funny. I think a lot of people seem like they're lacking in empathy and perhaps themselves would say that they're lacking in empathy. And that's sort of like until you actually get them talking to someone who they think they wouldn't like or they think they don't like or they think they have something against. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, we are just two people and uh, can bullshit about whatever stupid common ground that we found and hey look at that i'm not the person i thought i was after all it doesn't take a lot in some case i mean yeah i mean there are those who are truly um 
sort of lost causes, <laughs> but yes. I, I think generally speaking, um, it doesn't take a lot to get somebody to to open up. I mean, I was sort of the type of person who needed to be um, led to water, so to speak. Like I, you okay. know, I'm pretty introverted myself, always have been, which I've said before. I, I think people make a little bit too much of the whole introvert extrovert thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it wasn't that I was standoffish necessarily or, or like antisocial. It just, it sort of would take a bit of coaxing and, you know, I'd find that somebody who put forth that effort, I'd be very willing to reciprocate. Yeah. Um, but it was very much a, a reciprocal sort of thing. I, I was not the one to, to like make the first move in most cases. Um, but it wasn't because I didn't want friends or was a loner, wanted to be left alone. Um, I hate everybody. Like, it's <laughs> not what it was about at all. It's just people are, you know, wired in different ways. Yeah, so for sure, right? So the way I kind of think of it, right? Like that first – think of it, it's almost like public speaking where yeah. Yeah. where that is that is a huge fear. And I, I've done <laughs> – so think of it this way, Tim, right? The, like the way, the way my mind works, if we're sitting, if I'm, if we're sitting in a room and I see you and you're not talking to anybody and you're not talking to me, right? As uncomfortable as it might be for me to go make conversation with you, I have to do it because it's, I feel like it's just so, it's even more uncomfortable, like that we're sitting here not talking to each other. You know, <laughs> do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So, so like I mean, there is something to be said for an uncomfortable silence, but if it's sort of like this is just plain uncomfortable, uncomfortable, you can cut the tension <laughs> with the knife here. Uh, yeah, um, somebody sort of gotta um, make the first move and break the ice. Um, I, I, yeah, definitely get what you're saying. Every and everybody hates those those icebreaker things, right? Where it's like nobody knows anybody and you know you're all like in different groups or like you're at a table at a wedding or something you don't know anybody and it's just sort of like uh okay let's figure out how to do this now (laughs) but it just sort of takes getting getting past those first few awkward steps i feel like what i've always found too is generally speaking people really like to talk about themselves yes (laughs) once once you get them going so like i do i try to just I'll just like even the most innocuous question, just like like I think Jenny, right? They met you. Mm-hmm. Oh, how how was your flight? Yeah. Right. So let me tell you about my flight, right? And then <laughs> and then it just it just goes like you guys asked me now, right? How did the how did you get the name the cowboy? I could have said some fucking idiot called me the cowboy and then just stopped <laughs> just, it, right? Yeah. But I talked for ten minutes because I wanted to tell you more about myself. You know? <laughs> so I always. I always try to like ask open-ended questions and just get people talking. And and like I said earlier, always 99.9% of the time, there's going to be some common ground there. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that it's a huge like that's a big problem with our with our society today and why we're so polarized on on a number of different things is because people people kind of almost refuse to talk to people who are outside of their their group. Or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, I mean, I, I just did it the other night. I was at a fantasy football draft, and I mean, I got a lot, you know, a lot of my got friends, 
you know, that I've known forever. Like, it's weird with social media, right? I mean, known people forever, hung out a million times, could have never told you what their political views were, ever. We never, right. talked, we never talked about it, ever. And now it's like, oh, wow, that's a pretty shitty thing that you, that you put up. But I was it just dominates my, everything. Yeah. I was talking to my buddy about it who, I mean, he, like, puts up stuff that I would not – I, I – hundred percent disagree with you know and i'm i'm like a middle of the road kind of guy and i'm like that is that is fucking extreme i do mm-hmm. not agree with that i can't support that but when we were talking i actually talked to him i talked to him about mm-hmm. it and said mm-hmm. you know i said i know we don't you know we we don't see eye to eye there but but i mean really who cares right like i mean we don't have to talk about that right i mean if we do right. we're probably not going to agree we can agree to disagree and that's fine but at the end of the day it's like hey are you know you are you, are you happy? Are you living a happy life? Are you, you know, do you get up in the morning with a smile on your face? Okay, if, if that's happening and you're putting those memes up, then by all means, man, have at it. Whatever, you know. Just, yeah, that's, that's... We're, all not, we're not here for that long, you know, and it just seems so crazy to me to spend it, to spend it like looking for slights and like arguing and just like all negative, you know, like, like. It's just you just gotta you gotta try to put that stuff. People gotta try to put that stuff aside and just live a happy life. That's the one thing I still just can't comprehend, and I, I don't think I ever will. We've and we've talked about this, Jenny. I, mm-hmm. I know that you've had these same observations of people you know in your real life and interact with on a fairly regular basis are just completely different entities on social media somehow. Just You'll just see, like, the most repugnant things that are just, like, casually shared and thrown out there. There's just, like, right. there's shit posts. There's just a stupid shit post to this person, I think, but to anyone who just comes across it in their feed, timeline, whatever, you just look at that and go, who would who would post something like that? I mean, why would, what possesses someone to do that? Why would you think it's okay? And I think to some people, they just look at it as, Oh, it's just a dumb social media thing. And it's not, it doesn't speak to anything that they actually believe or maybe a, a germ of how they might think, but it's just not who they are, but they still just, somehow that becomes like a point of identity. And then you get to talking to him and you're like, this person is really not like this. I don't understand why they want to represent themselves in this way. And I don't think I'll ever be able to answer that question. In some cases. And I mean, I hate to say it like this. um, I think there's like a lack of Mm self-awareness and and maybe like in, intelligence in some cases and this is not a partisan thing i mean i both both sides right like i think like i think the um you know i think putting up a picture of you know trump with a hitler mustache is like equally as bad as as a lot as as, as a lot of stuff i see you know in a you know racist way and things like that but i just think i think it's like this is you know, like for whatever, like for whatever reason, we're chosen. We're told that we have to pick a side, right? And everything that everything that everyone reads says you got to pick a side. And once mm-hmm. you pick that side, I mean, it's like it's just like a race to the fucking bottom of who can be the big, the really bigger, the bigger, who can be the bigger scumbag on social media, right? Like, I mean, and it's 
Um, but like I said, I mean, I think it's a lack of self-awareness. I, I, I very rarely post anything about that stuff. Like I'm, I'm more than happy to, to converse about it and talk about it, but I don't think that I can capture, you know, my, my views in a meme. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, yeah, I, I, it's like, not, you can't just distill a whole like set of beliefs and, and try to have an intelligent conversation on the basis of a meme. Like if I'm going to share something political, it's going to be because, Hey, I saw this and I, I agree with it. And this is why, and let's talk about it. Or I thought this was the worst thing I've ever seen. And these are the reasons why, like, I'm not going to just throw it out there and assume that it's not going to be interacted with that, that I'm not inviting some kind of, conversation like what i mean it's interesting that we're talking about this today because i never like post anything political but today i did and Mm. i thought it was fairly uncontroversial but good luck (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean i i don't feel like i said anything bad um and it's like I, I got sort of um, DM'd about it, and really? I was like, yeah, and it's, I wasn't unwilling to listen to it. It's just like I felt like it went into a place very quickly that I, I, I wasn't even trying to speak to. I wasn't trying to speak about anything. I just saw this mm-hmm. and felt the need to share it. So, but I don't want to see. I don't want to come across as like, oh, she just wants to share this, and then she ain't gonna talk about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, but I don't super want to talk about it that much either. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm more than willing to listen to what you have to say. But I'm not. I, I I don't feel the need to defend myself about anything or to actually have a conversation about it at all. And that's not a lack of beliefs or a lack of knowledge or a lack of anything. It's just a lack of interest in talking about the subject. Um, even though I did post one thing in the fucking 28 years I've been on Facebook mm-hmm. about <laughs> politics and like it, it wasn't that bad. So if my little, my little toe stepping there went totally off the rails for me and it wasn't yeah, think, that bad, but it just, it the, was uh, a lesson. So I think like the major, the major issue is that like, and this isn't just politics, right? But anything, anything at all, there's really very little that is a hundred percent right or a hundred percent wrong. Right. Like, like we live in the gray, right? Everything is, is one shade of gray or the other. Mm-hmm. But with that, if you're in the gray, you kind of just get attacked by both, <laughs> by both sides. So like, it's like, it's like, like for me, like I kind of believe what I believe and, you know, some of it may be considered one way and some of it may be considered another, but it's kind of just what I believe. And I think, I think it's very difficult to, to look at anything. I, I have trouble like with any, like if somebody can look at anything and say 100%, everything about that is, is, is correct. Right. right. <laughs> or, or incorrect. And so it's just, but that's how, that's how, that's how it is now. So it's just, 
if if you put something up that's deemed one way, the other side is just gonna it's just gonna beat you up about it. And, and you just get the but what but what about but what about yeah, a lot of what, what about is and, and you could do that for everything for until you're dead. Like I just and I just don't want to do that, so I'm just not gonna do that. And it, it's it's sad in a way because I mean to be clear, not to get into specifics what what you had shared what what i believe you're alluding to was a mm-hmm. a news story basically right. um an article and you offered your opinion on that briefly not a fucking thesis or anything. it wasn't a missive it no. was just a... <laughs> it was just a couple sentences as i recall kind of vague honestly and i did that on purpose and that's the type of thing i see as just kind of you're just sort of explaining where you stand on something right and that's that's different to me than here's a sh- dumb shit post meme right that just right, yes. doesn't mean anything and is either vile or nonsensical or meant to be funny and it's just offensive and it's just what are you even doing like you it's pretty clear what you were saying <laughs> with mm-hmm. with your post and your message and it's just sad to me that a person can't do that without feeling like all right, if I'm going to do this, I guess i got to get ready to have a fight now. Because <laughs> that's how I, I mean, think in my head, just sharing something as sort of innocuous as that and offering an opinion. I'm like, now that i put this out there, um, I guess I've got some time here. Let me wait and have it out with some people because I know I'm about to. <laughs> no, and it was very civil, like I said, and I just listened and um... – you know, it was like at the end, it was like good talk and thank you for listening. So, it, you know, I think it probably went as well as it sh- could have. That's good. Um, but I, it's just the the act of doing it and then having it like put back to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like having to litigate but, your opinion, basically. Yeah, I, I'm just like this is why I hesitated in the first place, and I hate it. Like I hate that feeling of like. I should be able to do this, and yet I somehow feel that I can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it drives me insane. I think so many people feel that way, and politics just makes me so cynical. Like I am, mm-hmm. I have the beliefs that I have, but I've also just lived long enough, I guess, in, in the age that I am, that I'm like, God, it's a minefield. And it is to to prepare for the worst sort of when it comes to a lot of these conversations. And do you feel the need to like want to like disengage from all of it? Like, yeah, I mean, I just, have just fucking yeah. just stop. You know, <laughs> that's why I don't post like, on that, Facebook that, anymore. That's about where I'm at, Jenny. Like, I'll go. I'm gonna vote, of course, right? Because mm-hmm. I. Uh, that's about the long and the short of it for me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I, it's just my. And I, I don't know how to say this. I mean, we've lived through a lot of different poli- um, presidential regimes, right? We lived through a lot of different, like one party's in charge of Congress or the other. And day to day, it hasn't been like, <laughs> it hasn't been enough of a difference for me to spend a hundred hours a week freaking pining over it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and I just. I don't have the kind of time to do, and that's why I I did disengage from Facebook. I mean, many years ago, I, I'd still have a Facebook, but I don't think I've posted anything. And I mean, it's been years, and it's because if I spend any amount of time, even just casually going through here and seeing stuff, 
and or or just you know posting stuff on my own. I know I'm gonna be spending a lot of time just arguing, <laughs> and I'm like, you get to a place where you're like, do I really want to be arguing on the internet with this person right now? <laughs> like, is this? Is yeah. this what life and, has come to? And there are other and there are other ways and and I and I do this right. Like I really, you know, I believe in, you know, folks who have been like you know disenfranchised over the years, uh-huh. right, and who have not had the same maybe American dream that others have. Uh-huh. That 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 stuff needs to even out. And I I like in my personal life do things right to <laughs> to mm-hmm. further that. That that don't involve me arguing on Facebook, right? Yeah, you know, and I mean, many many other ways to go. And that's what, like, because I feel kind of guilty for that disengagement because I feel like, like you said, there are things that do need a lot of this shit needs to be changed, and it's not going to be if people like me just sit here and go, "I'm tired of fucking thinking about this." Um, so then I feel guilty for that too. But then, you know, it's. It's both. I can't. Mm-hmm. What What do you do? And you, what do, you do? I don't think well, you should have to feel guilty do, about it. What we do is move on from the political talk here soon, I think, yeah. yes, right? sorry. Yes. <laughs> well, brought... it's, it's all by design, I think, this stuff. You know, it's, it's like, Jenny, you're feeling guilty about sort of just wanting to disengage for your own, like, own personal well-being, mental health, yeah. whatever. Um and it's just, I think we see everything and it's so pushed to the extremes and you see something in one direction or another and it just, and everybody's this way, it just makes your brain light up, right? Yes. Where you're like, oh yeah, they're really onto something. That's me. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Even if it's sort of more on the extreme fringes of <laughs> your beliefs, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Or it goes the other direction. You're like that is the worst and stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, I hate everything about this. And it just, right. I don't know. It just like, it, it's just like crack. It's, it probably has the same, I don't know what it is like dopamine or whatever sort of response. It probably lights up the same. Stage, I don't, I don't right? think it's quite the same. <laughs> no, no, probably not. Uh, chemically, Have you ever smoked but... crack, Roger? Hmm? Have you ever smoked crack, Roger? <laughs> Oh, no, no. Not even accidentally, like some of our fast guests? <laughs> accidentally. Accidentally. <laughs> yeah, accidentally. I was going to say that. Smoke crack. <laughs> yeah. No, so, I mean, I've done a lot of, but, you know, I've, I've medicated in a lot of ways over the years, mm-hmm. so we can, we can kind of leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right. Well, you're in good company. I think we kind of stay medicated here. Um, on this show, and oh, uh, no option. I, I don't have the uh, no no option for me anymore. Yeah. I, I gotta go. I gotta go through unmedicated, and it's good. It's good. See, I, you say that, and I believe you, but I kind of don't believe you. Do you really? Oh, I can you, talk. We can talk about this. Yeah. Okay. Do you ever miss it? Like, sure, sure, yes. So I think at least at least for me, right? You know, there's. There's certainly uh, there's benefits, right? There, you know, you like we could talk about drinking, right? So yep. you drink. The benefit is you get drunk, you feel good, you feel you feel happy. Maybe maybe whatever was bothering you that day isn't bothering you in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, but there's consequences too. Um, and for me, you know, I, I was never like somebody who drank every day. It's just not, not, it's not how I was. Right. But I, w- I was somebody that if I had one beer, I had 15 beers mm-hmm. every, every time. Right. So I'd have, I just have no, I had no like off switch in the moment. So I was like a, a binger and, right. and I, I was like, you guys would have loved getting loaded with me. Really? <laughs> promise. Like, like right up until you did it. Like that's kind of, <laughs> so like I was fun, fun, like even more outgoing, dancing, fucking karaoke, whatever, you know? Um, but, but like when it was time for the, for the party to end, like that's like kind of like just when I was getting going. Right. And, okay. you know, being a lot of real bad, you know, with, and I never got like, I was never like sloppy, like where I mm-hmm. would like mm-hmm. pass out or stuff like that. It's like I was like kind of like I am normally, but like just you were really, the fun drunk, but like really incapable of a good decision. Like whatever, like the <laughs> stupidest fucking thing I could do, that is that is what I would do. Incapable so capable of a good decision. So ultimately, for me, right, the consequences far outweigh any benefit that I get. So, mm-hmm. so sure. Do I miss, do I miss the fun parts of it? Yes. But my life's a lot better, right? I'm a better, I'm a better friend. I'm a better, um, I'm a better husband, better uncle to Ryder, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Because I mean, maybe, I don't know, because of my personality that it's helped me, you know, I mean, I, I kind of started, like, and it's been a long time. Like, I started trying to not drink in, like, 2004. <laughs> so, like, that, oh, was the wow. first yeah. time, that was the first time that I looked and said, you know, this maybe isn't great for me. And I certainly have, you know, <laughs> have not continuously gone since 2004. But, like, I had family members and stuff try to help me. So I got used to, at the very least, being around. Like, and out of, out of even when I was maybe drinking, um... Like if I was around them, I wouldn't. So like all fam- like I haven't drank at a family function in in that in that amount of time in 16 years. Um, so I kind of got used to not being. So got got used to having everybody else drink around me and not drinking. And it's just a mindset. I don't let it bother me. I, I generally will drive everywhere and offer to drive everybody. Mm-hmm. So that um, that's a that's a good you know that's a good way for me to you know ensure that I'm that I'm not going to drink. And then, I mean, you know, when I, at first with the friends and stuff, it's tough, but I mean, it's been a long time now. And I mean, all my friends, everybody, everybody accepts it. Most of them have been around me enough to know, like, it's not a good idea to encourage me. (laughs) (laughs) Also not a good idea to ride you about it. If uh, you're a D like, (laughs) Oh yeah. And and they don't, and they don't, I mean, everybody in my life is, you know, I mean, it's all, it's like second nature at this yeah. point. Like it would it would raise eyebrows if I if I did crack a beer. And I can tell you that I mean, it was tough. It's not an easy thing to do, right? Um, but the on the other side of it, I think it's been very very rewarding for me in that I think a secondary like I always kind of told myself, oh, I'm just doing this to have fun, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I just want to have fun, and this is how I have fun. But really, what I what I was doing, and I know this, um, was I was taking all the stuff that I didn't want to face, right? All the stuff 
that and, and I think we all have this, right? We have stuff that we don't want to deal with. We have stuff that bothers us. We have things that happen during the day and then bigger stuff, even stuff from the past and things like that, right? That yeah. that we and all of that, instead of fucking dealing with that, I would just I would just drink Drown and forget it. it. Drink and forget it. Drink and forget it. Drink and forget it. And by not drinking, it has forced me because I have no other choice. It has forced me to come at all that stuff head on and make like I've made peace with things that I never thought like I, I walked around with stuff from when I was a kid, you know, like that shit that oh, everybody I think has shitty stuff happen to them when they're a kid. Right. That like I blamed fucking every problem in my life on these things like and I thought I didn't think it was possible to make peace with that. And I've made I've you know, I looked it in the face because I had to and I didn't have anything to numb it and said, you know what? You got two choices, right? You could either you could either use this as a crutch and blame your shitty life on somebody else, right? Or and, and who gets hurt by that? That's just me. Or you just gotta forgive and you just gotta you just gotta move past it. And I did. And so I've done that with a lot of stuff, um, a lot of bad stuff that I did. I've made peace with and said, you know, all you can do is be better going forward. And now, like whatever comes my way, I'm ready for. And like in pressure situations and tough situations, I'm generally pretty level-headed, and you know I'm not worried. I I don't think there's any with very few exceptions that I look at and say I don't think I could get through this because I know I can because I have. Does that make sense? That's well, amazing. Your track record of getting through things by definition of the fact that you are still alive. Um, yeah. Hundred percent. Right. Absolutely. Did you did you use like a a program or anything or cold turkey or? Um, yeah, I mean professional I, I, assistance. All of the above. All um, of that. Yeah, so I did I did um, professional stuff um, a few times. Um, did the program a lot. I mean, I met some of my best friends there. Um, they haven't done that so much since I moved back here about eight years yeah. ago. And then, you know, there there is an element of, you know, I mean. From doing those things, I mean, those things like professional stuff and a program, they're all very educational in nature, right? Mm -hmm. So you can pick up kind of tools that you can use, like like those things kind of taught me what was going on. Like I didn't know what was going on, and you know, it's tough when you don't know what's going on. I said, mm -hmm. okay, this is this is what's going on, and it happens to a lot of people, and it's a, it's this kind of you know, some people it just it just is what it is, right? And um. So even though like in this, I would never tell someone to stop, to stop going to like their meetings and things like that. Uh -huh. I did, I did. And I've been successful anyway. And I mean, I know a lot of people who, who stop and, and are not successful. So right, like, yeah. it's, just, it's just me and it's just what I've done. So now I don't, I don't do anything except, you know, just kind of live my life. I'm not, I'm not actively working anything at this time. I think it's also important to consider that it's not like a one size fits all type of solution to, you know, alcoholism, whatever you want to call it as a problem. As you said, you're not drinking every single day. You're more of like the social party drinker, but the consequences of, of that were no less severe, right? So uh -huh. it's sort of like someone who in is... In some ways, it's more severe. In some ways, in more severe. Yeah. A lot of people who... If you're just in everyday, like they, it would be mm -hmm. like a, uh, 
functional alcoholic, the fun, yeah, right? The, the where, 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 we're, we're aware of that. You just have seven or eight, you have seven or eight yeah. drinks. People have seven or eight drinks every day, and you know they they can go to work and all that stuff, and nothing super <laughs> terrible. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's different, you know the 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 literal everyday drinker who, you know, maybe has more of like a physical dependency. They still have the the mental dependency as well, but mm-hmm. they are able to, um, capable of making a good decision <laughs> now and again. <laughs> and as you said, you you were not um, when you were intoxicated. So it's sort of like you can't treat those the same way right um so what's going to work really well for you is maybe not going to work so well for for the everyday sort of drinker what works for that everyday drinker is not going to work great for you and um god it's it feels like such a tricky thing um especially alcohol compared to other maybe substances um you know you think about like hard drugs um I mean, I don't really hear of like functional heroin abusers. Like, I mean, I guess that that definitely exists. Can yeah, be out I there. That's very, very, very much so. Wow. Um, it's the other stuff, like the, the that's less functional. Like mm-hmm. some of the more the more like uh, speedy things, like that keep you up for three days. Like it's tough, yeah. to, be, tough to be functional, like yeah, that. Meth but, users. Um, opiates. I mean. Um, are very similar to yeah. alcohol in a lot of ways in that it's a physical thing and people people are doing it for fun at first and then they're doing it so they don't get sick. You know, right. it's, a, it's a real yeah. sad thing. Um, you know, I've experienced kind of a, you know, not, anyway, it's not like I just drank my whole life. We'll just say that. Right. And um, yeah. so, yeah, and I think you're right, Tim. I mean, it's it's just an individual thing. Like it's a personal thing. For people and it's a, it's a tough thing like a lot of people can't it's you never know who's gonna make it and who isn't and it's just but like ultimately like like they they it's like a you know it, like it hit me in the head I remember the moment that it hit me in the head in 2004 I very clearly remember the moment that I said this is a problem for me and once you say that it take it's not fun anymore. So mm-hmm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. like really, because I mean, I, I every time, like once you once you can really say that once for someone, like at least for me, once I once I said, once I admitted to myself that I wasn't just having fun and doing what I wanted to do, yada yada, that this was that this was becoming an issue. Every time I did anything after that, I just felt fucking guilty. Like I mean, wow. just horrendously guilty. Because it's like, oh, people are trying to help you or, you know, you know, I know that this is bad for me. I know I I said it's a problem and I'm going to do it anyway. And it's just like so a lot of times like people get wrapped up in that guilt and then they're then they're medicating that guilt. And it's just like it's like it's a a tough, tough thing. And I mean, for for me, what what worked is just time, like just the longer you can go, the more normal it becomes to not be doing that. And, and now it's like, I can't even, I can't even picture myself doing it. You know, like, I'm not, it's, yeah. it's, it's just not, it's just not a thing for me anymore. And I, and it, it's fine. And I'm, I'm, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. So there are certain things like, like that, like, it's obviously like, if you just go to a bar where there's nothing else going on, like, it's not really as much fun. <laughs> right. Sure. Not drinking. So. <laughs> That's why, like we talked about, Jenny, I like to go places where there may be other forms of entertainment. 
Yes. That, you know, like, like, hey, we're drinking, but maybe there's somebody dancing over there. Hey, maybe there's a, uh, maybe, maybe I could get a hand of blackjack dealt to me. I was gonna time. ask. I was gonna ask if any of your other vices, you know, were, do you deal with them in the same way? Do you have any other vices, or have you kicked some? Some other things. Smoking. I mean, I quit smoking. I smoked for a long time and quit smoking. Um, But like, so I do, I gamble. I like to gamble. And I like, like we talked about, I mean, this is not now that I'm older, I don't go as much anymore, but I used to kind of like to frequent uh, different establishments for people who are over 21. (laughs) And, And I mean, like, I mean, I very rarely do that now, but it's just sometimes. It's, but none of that ever. I, I have an addictive personality, so I do get like really into, get really really into things. And I mean, it's been a, like a little tricky at times for me with gambling. But like, if I'm not like not ever ever to the point where I said this is negatively impacting my life. Like I, right. you know, like whatever. Like I'll go. You're not spending your whole paycheck. When Definitely. You're... No, no. And I mean, it's, and like, I'll be sometimes like it's happened before where I'll go and I'll say, you know, Hey, I was going to spend 200 and I spent 500 or whatever. And I'm like, you know, on the way home, I'm like, Oh, that was a pretty stupid thing to do, but it, it but it ends right there. You know mm-hmm. what I yeah. mean? Like it's done. Like, Sunk cost. Yeah. Exactly. So like, it's just for me, just the substances were the, were the things that were like real, real, you know, that, like like I said, where the consequences outweighed any benefit. And it sounds like you've reconfigured your life in such a way. You mentioned it's just the longer you go, the more normal it feels not to be doing these things. And it just seems like your life now is such that it just doesn't really fit in anymore. Um, so you, you kind of don't have the constant... Um, Hey, I'm going to be doing this. Therefore I'm going to want to drink or this is going on. I'm going to be at a bar. I'm going to want to drink. Like it's, it's so, just not I around. Would, is, is that something uh, that's helpful? So I would, again, for, for, for any, anyone listening who may be going through something similar, this is not the probably the greatest way to do it. But for me personally, I didn't change a whole lot because really? I, I would never, the one thing I didn't ever want was for me to feel like I was missing out on shit because because of my you know my my disease right mm-hmm. so it would have never worked for me if I had to basically remove myself from my life so mm-hmm. I do I do today like all I, I do what I want to do. And sometimes like, I mean, I hang out with my friends and if everybody's going to a bar, I go. And if everybody is coming to my house, I will buy beer for people. Yeah. And if, and that's just how it is for me. And I couldn't do that for a while because of the temptation. Like it would be really difficult for, you know, the first few months or whatever. But once it's, but once, 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 once I got past that, like I, it was really important to me that my life, that my that I still was able to do all the stuff I'd like to do, despite despite this limitation. Okay, it's a matter of getting over the hump. It sounds like um, yeah. for you anyway. Uh, you know what it reminds me of, and not I mean this is awful, but like what's that? <laughs> I was talking to somebody recently about potty training, and like 
Ethan was so fucking bad at potty training. And everybody told me that little boys, they just decide when they decide, and then that's it. There's, like, literally nothing you can kind of really do. Although they tell you 50,000 things to do to, like, potty train your child. But really, it's their decision at the end. And then once they make that decision, then they're just going to potty and be normal for the most part. So it's like something switches in their brain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they're just capable of it. When the day before, they were pooping in their pants. (laughs) So I just really feel like that's an apt description. Yeah, I mean, and there's just a lot of, like, like I mean, I don't want to, like, I had to do a lot of work, to like, yeah. I mean, to... As far as, like, making the decision, you know what I mean? Right, like... yes, yes. Like, something, at, like, and it, it is true, something just clicks at one point. And it's like that with a lot of things, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you don't get it, and then boom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I got it, I got it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's like... You know, and I'm ha- I'm happy to talk about it. It's just like I'm I'm happy that for a long time I really let that like that defined me, right? Like I defined myself as oh I'm I'm Roger in recovery, Roger or Roger the guy who used to drink too much. And mm-hmm. over the last few years, like I'm I'm happy that I don't that does in my mind at least I don't let that define me anymore. That that's just a part of who I am. Yeah, hmm. I think that's important too. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be just, like, that guy, like, your whole life, you know? Correct. You gotta move on from it. Yeah, and you gotta, like, forgive yourself. I had to forgive myself, too. Like, you know what? Everybody fucks up. (laughs) And all all that you can do is just kind of move forward and do the best best I can today to just be a good dude. And that's it. That's all you can do. All I can do. Well, what if you just wake up and say, I, I'm just going to continue to be a trash person um, for the rest of the day? Well, that's a decision, too. That's a decision, also. We all have a choice every, every day, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like <laughs> free will. So <laughs> I want to, if I went, man, I, I might wake up tomorrow and say, I want to go rob the convenience store. Down yes. Oh, you know? You know, it, it's maybe a little bit more. Um implicit than the decision of i'm gonna not do this thing anymore uh but um certainly there's there's a there's an element of choice in there (laughs) the drinks don't Uh, pour themselves yeah now some people do pour them for you on occasion that's just (laughs) enabling but um until you tell me not to, Tim, when I meet you, the first thing I'm doing is pouring you a drink. All right. You can enable me all day. Uh, now, was your um, move out to Arizona kind of part of this? Um, eh, you, you mentioned trying to change some things up and having the opportunity. To, like, was that intertwined any, into any of this at all? Yeah. I mean, yes. Like, that's a pretty common thing. They call it a geographical. So, I mean, I wanted to go there anyway, but that was definitely a secondary reason was like, hey, it'll be easier for me to, you know, stay out, stay out of old, old places if I'm fucking 42 hours away by car, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I I mean, I moved for work at the time. So it was like I had an opportunity um, to take a job there and decided 
I would do it. And that was one of the uh, one of the other benefits in my mind was that it would um, it would help me with this this struggle I was going through at the time. Okay, change the scenery um, makes a lot of sense. But I brought like my best friend with me. Like it was a, like I, oh, yeah, I was wow. a, okay. like a guy that I partied like the most with. I said, "Oh, you should come too." <laughs> Interesting. So... And then two more guys from New England moved out there and lived with me. Oh, so I like it was like mission not accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> a little bit self sabotaging in a way. So, no, it was like, hey, we'll all do better together. That was that was where my head was at. Oh, okay. Okay. Which was, I mean, you know, I was 20, 23 or 24. I was a fucking yeah. moron. I didn't know anything. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you played out, a lot. It played out exactly as you would think it would. <laughs> to, to, to the letter. Jeez. Um, okay, so on a, I don't know if this is going to be a lighter topic or not. Um, <laughs> I was told to ask about ICP. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love ICP. You love so, ICP, okay. Oh, I am a juggalo. To be I clear, a, we're I talking a, the insane clown posse. I have an ICP tattoo on my left arm, too. No, you don't. He sure does. Yes. <laughs> no. I have the hatchet, man. You should look it up, because it's awesome. The, uh, oh, shit. Yeah, no, so when I, I went, after I graduated high school, so I graduated high school in 1997, I went to college for one year. Awful decision. I was like one of those people, like totally not ready for it. But I made a really good friend there, and this guy was super into ICP, oh, and he introduced he introduced me to ICP. So this was like 1999, 1998, 1999, which was like really at the height of ICP's powers. And um, I went, he, you know, so we went to an ICP concert in Providence at this <laughs> little 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 place called uh, Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel. And that's I don't a great know, name. What do you guys know about ICP concerts? Anything? Uh, okay. Um, so I, I know that there's like the whole juggalo culture thing, right? There's Which I that. don't know that much about other than it exists. Um, I know that. Okay. And is it Fago? That they... is. Okay. So that's the soda. That is yep. a big fixture of their shows, I guess, for some reason. And I almost said Fanta, and I was like, is it Fago or Fanta? So with my it's instinct. Fago. It's Fago. Fanta is a much more high-quality soda. They, they can get <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So I followed so, my instinct there. But that's, I mean, that's really it as far as, yeah. and I know, I'm you know, sure they're very lively, very animated, but those are the only specifics I can really. You're on the say. right track, Tim. So. I'll tell, talk to you about 1998 Raj that went to <laughs> that went to uh, the ICP show. So I don't know if it was like this. You guys, I think, are a sim- similar age to me, at least close. So like where I was at, like we in my little town out in Massachusetts, like we were all about like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and like Compton and sure. so. I think 98, 99 was probably more like the, you know, like genuine, even though I got my own TV, you know, like, yes. like that. Right? So, so genuine. I dressed a certain way, right? To represent uh-huh. Uh-huh. So 
my buddy picks me up for the ICP show, and it's his first one too. He's he's just listened to them, like loves their music, and I got the I got the white Nike like uh, you know like beret backwards, right? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I, yes. got the, I got the white I got the white Nike hoodie. <laughs> and I got the I got the black Nike wind pants with, oh, the, with the white with the white stripe, and then I have the white Nike shoes on because if it's not all Nike, what you are would we say doing? You, no, you, you, you would say no. You would say you were perpetrating. So, <laughs> so for example, the guy the guy who's not leaving with the chick at the club. Is the guy who wears the Adidas hat with the Nike shirt? You just don't Ooh. fucking do it, all right? Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. That's how I'm going to the ICP concert. I chose white to be my my <laughs> color of choice. Yeah. We get there outside the club. There's like fucking 300 people, all of them dressed up like clowns, right? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Face paint, and they're chanting. So some of the chants are, "Who's going chicken hunting? We's going chicken hunting." All right. So that's one. <laughs> Uh, there you go, for family, family. So that's another one. So it's like I'm like you know I'm like what the fuck is going on here, right? <laughs> so we go we go in the club, and Tim, when you say they they have Fago, mm-hmm. they went through, I would say at least 500 two liter bottles of Fago oh, during shit. the show. Oh God, you're not drinking it, Tim. They're yeah. ju- they're dumping it on the fucking crowd. So Good lord! I'm in, I'm in my white, all my white stuff. I'm in their little mosh pit. I'm crowd surfing. I'm having the time of my life. I leave this place. I look like a goddamn skittle, like a rainbow <laughs> skittle. <laughs> Everything's destroyed. But I was so hooked. I had the time of my oh. life at this concert. So even and though your remember- your fly outfit got ruined, you were still like into it. It's all good. And I remember, so I used to go to like, it was, so I've been kind of like eclectic music taste. I like a lot of different stuff. So I had a another part of my friend group that when, well, you know, I'd like the Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg part of my friend group. And then I had the other one that was like fucking Pantera and Biohazard and like bands <laughs> like that. So I used to go to this place a lot and like, you know, go to those hardcore shows. And what I remember about my first ICP show is I was crowd surfing and some fucking piece of shit grabbed me while I was crowd surfing and like threw me on the ground. And like the way the ICP show is like, the, and it was like a little club. The whole place is like this, you know, just this mass of humanity kind of moving back and forth. So I'm like on my back, like, and I'm like worried I'm going to get fucking trampled to death. Like it's like, a, it's like that kind of, that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And some dude with face paint on. Dressed up like a fucking clown, throws his hand down, picks me up, says, I got you, brother. We're family here. And I <laughs> like, these guys are fucking awesome. This band is awesome. And I'm in for life. So I saw them like six or seven more times. The last time I saw them, I saw them was in Arizona right before I moved back here. Um, like, so like 2011. There was a wrestling ring set up at this one, which was new at oh, that God. time, which I thought Ooh. was pretty cool. Was this Juggalo and, Championship Wrestling? Yeah, and like <laughs> that that Juggalo crew takes takes like like an inordinate amount of shit. It, that is, they they are they are the nicest people I've ever met. In That's my kind life. of been my impression, to be honest. The most you. accepting like, and nicest people yeah. I've ever met. 
I mean, crazy as hell and just doing all sorts of crazy shit. And it's only but, been in recent years that I that I sort of came around on it, but it just seemed like, I don't know, like they just seemed like they were getting better press maybe or the world just sort of turned in a way that was like, you know how we sort of did that turn on Guy Fieri? Uh <laughs> I just wanted to say it like that. Where everybody yeah, thought like he was just this douchebag and everybody made fun of him for so long. And then all of a sudden, everybody kind of went, wait, why are we so mean to Guy Fieri? <laughs> it was like he's a go. solid dude. dude. We just had to get over his hair. And yeah, so we did okay. this. We did a, a, a reclamation for him. And I think we did the same thing for Juggalos, who never deserved it in the first. Neither of them yeah. ever deserved it in the first. And place. so... My tattoo, you know, like a lot of people would say, I got this tattoo a long time ago, right? Mm -hmm. I got this tattoo when I was 33 years old, and I'm damn proud of it. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so, you, so you are self-identifying as a juggalo? Yes. 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 I, I, I would like self-identify. That's what I, that's I, mean, what I'm I like really more, hoped. I'm, I'm like the more clean-cut side of the juggalo spectrum. Oh, I was going to say, it was the last right. thing I ever expected to hear. <laughs> but it's what product. I wanted to hear. Like, exactly. When, when I was told to ask about ICP, I was like, eh, maybe a wild story about a concert he went to. Or but I, I wanted, at the end of the day, to hear that you were like a card-carrying I didn't think it would happen, but that—that that was my hope that you would. No, I, it is still on my bucket list to go to the gathering of the Juggalos whenever COVID ends. Oh man! <laughs> so, if I've you guys, if you guys would like to come with me. Yes, I will. I will. Bill, me. It looks fun <laughs> as fuck. I'm not we, gonna lie. <laughs> if people invite us places, we just say yes. Isn't that right, Tim? Uh, no, but well, I'm say my policies say no to everything. Which... <laughs> It's a unique strategy as well. Yeah. Tim, Tim, you got to say yes to one thing. You got to do that for me. And I think you'll like the results. Well, it doesn't have to be the gathering of the jungle. It's just something. Anything that you normally say no to. Probably just try more it. likely than other things, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more likely than a wrestling show. Similar crew, honestly. You know, yeah. we're not we're yeah. splitting hair saying there's a big difference there. We'll just say that. The, uh, <laughs> um. I'm really happy. After Here's the thing. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe most wrestling thing, like at a wrestling show, right? I wouldn't describe that atmosphere as the nicest people I've ever met. Right. Whereas. Well, I guess a, it just depends on who you're with. Uh, so I, here, here's I've never my, had uh, bad experiences, but I've definitely had some like little probably, bit sketch experiences. I'm probably like the least qualified person that we know collectively to talk about wrestling because I like don't hardly I'm not I beg to differ, sir. I'm not super duper into it. But I do Very go I have awful. been to a lot of shows. And I think you have two kinds of wrestling fans, right? Yeah. There's like the taking it a little too seriously mm -hmm. wrestling fan. Certainly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Certainly. Pissing it pissing and moaning, not just accepting it for what it is. That element, you don't get that out of it at an ICP concert. Everybody That's what I mean, there yeah. There's... Just, they're, they're, they're just there. Like, ICP could go up there, Viola J could drop his pants, take a shit on the stage, and walk off, and everybody would just go crazy. And everybody would fuck. <laughs> so, so the, like, but then there's there are wrestling fans who are, and a lot of them, I think, who are 
who really enjoy the chanting and really enjoy the camaraderie with the other mm-hmm. wrestling fans. And, you know, they don't get all bent out of shape about stupid shit that is, you know, scripted anyway, stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know. And, like, I think so you get more of that at the ICP show and less of the, less of the, I, guess, I don't know if that's like, what, what do they say, no, smart, mm-hmm. smart wrestling mm-hmm. fan? Is that the word? There's definitely a lot of divisions within, <laughs> like, wrestling fandom. Yeah. Whereas ICP, an ICP show, it's really, we're all kind of rowing in the same direction, if that makes any sense. I like it. I like the contrast. You're all fucking freaks, is that what you're trying to say, I like the contrast, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm really happy you asked about ICP. I'm a big music guy, and they're they're like, you know, they hold a special place in my heart. Well, you can sing, too. I don't know if anybody else knows this about Roger. Can sing. But you sing very well. Uh oh, I don't know about that. Untrained. I think I maybe mimic. Okay, but <laughs> thank you for thank you for saying that, Jenny. One of these times, I'll, I'll get up and do karaoke. I know. I why know. I'm we gotta do disappointed that. Disappointed you. So, Tim. Yes. Jenny, toughest thing, hundred percent. Right? You asked me like like about sobriety. Like, what's the maybe? What's the most difficult thing? Fucking karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell yeah. you, I did. Back in the good old days, this was at a, a, a my former employer. I mean, I, when I was this like two, year two thousand, we're at like this like, you know, kind of everybody went out after work thing, and I got up there and sang "Bump and Grind." Oh so they, shit! My mind's telling me no. <laughs> you know that one? And uh, really laid into it. Really laid into it. Did you do the bump and grind motion too? Oh, a hundred percent. And like, like, sent it in the direction of fall. Like it was like real. Like, like and I, and I mean, I got it. I, people liked it. It was like uh, dressed you know, in all night. This guy, this guy will do anything. So. But now, like, like we're hanging out, and there's just like ten of us there, and I like turtled up. I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't sing. I yeah. sort of, I sort of blame the rendition of Creep that was done <laughs> after, because I Heard don't think I could. Ever, I don't think I could ever top that. But yeah, next time, Jenny, you got my word. I'm getting. Okay, it. I believe yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, I can barely, barely bring myself to do karaoke when I am <laughs> shattered, <laughs> drunk. So. Um, oh, that's when it's the most fun for me. So sober would not happen. I no. Feel like. mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, like I, I like seek it out, Tim. When I was drunk, uh-huh. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I gotta get up there. I gotta get up there. Mm-hmm. I got. I did this thing that I got thrown out of the place. I was uh, <laughs> nothing but a G thing. I did oh nothing but keep it, and they like, and they they kept giving me shit because they 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 were putting up the edited version on the on the screen, but I just sang oh. the real version. Oh, like, okay. What's the time, kid? And I gave a you know I gave a big fuck you or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> They're like that's it. So I physically physically removed from that giant restaurant. Like, all right, Richmond, let's go. Yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> that right, Tim? <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> that wasn't a karaoke story. <laughs> it was a strip club story, I think. No, yeah. wasn't that a strip club? That was. I guess I have to tell the story now. Yeah. Um, yeah what's that, Richmond? Richmond. Real quick. Richmond. 
Yeah. You well, live near there. I live in I live in Richmond, basically. Um I mean I'm in a suburb, but it's you know, twenty miles away. I remember driving through there and not being able to get a hold of you, Tim. Yeah. Mm. Um <laughs> <laughs> Missed connections. We'll, <laughs> we'll put it on. Uh, we, had, we had Bojangles. Bojangles was fantastic. Oh, okay. Experience some Bojangles. All right. Um, yeah, we didn't have Bojangles for a little bit here, and we got it a few years back. It was like now it's bow time. Um, now it's like and then the like the the heart attack rate in the city went up by seven percent overnight. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> The, the the story was I was in uh, Baltimore for a friend's birthday. This was almost 10 years ago. And they have this uh, sort of group of restaurants and bars and clubs and just entertainment venues. They're all branded. It's a big nightlife center. This is in like the, if you've been to Baltimore, like the Inner Harbor area, right? Yep. It's called the Power Plant Live. Um, it was just like, let's check out this thing, Power Plant Live, go to all these different places. It's just bar hop, basically. And it was just like, not even, well, it had to, I guess it had to have been the last place we were that night because what happened, what had happened was, uh, famous last words, we were all feeling pretty good and, uh, had a few drinks in us once we had gotten there and I was like actually outside there's like an indoor and outdoor bar and I was outside just chatting with people being more social than I normally am mm. steady drinking having a good time telling people oh here from out of town from Richmond here with my friend it's her birthday she is inside and they have this big stage where all these girls are up there and they have cages and poles. So these are not professionals, mind you. This is not a strip club. I probably should have mentioned that to you when I first told the story. Jenny. So it's just, it's just like the clientele can go up there. Yeah. Like clientele people who are people who are hanging at the club. That's yep. dangerous. And it's basically only hot girls, right? Mm. I mean, they can't enforce it, but that's sort of how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anyway, no uggos, hot girls. <laughs> you know how these places are. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my friend found herself up there, and I mean, there are places in Richmond we would go that would have like girls dancing in cages, and she would inevitably find herself in there. So she's like no stranger to this, right? And so she's like kind of putting on a show, and people are getting into it. Mind you, she has a lot of company as well. And, uh, it's getting to be like, we're meeting up with somebody later. I don't remember the circumstances exactly, but it's like, all right, let's get out of here. I go inside to find her and I'm having to shout, Hey, Hey, it's whatever time we, we need to go. And I reach up to help her down from the stage. And I guess all of this looked really aggressive to, uh, the bouncers there. I don't know why. I mean, I'm quite a large person. She is tiny. Um, I mean, you'll probably see her if you stalk my Facebook photos from 10 mm-hmm. years ago. We're in a lot. So there's a big size disparity. But, you know, I was just getting her attention, helping her down. And I guess they thought I was 
I don't know what they thought. And uh, this enormous um, African-American gentleman uh, just grabs me from behind and goes, Leave those girls alone! Oh, my God. And I said, Whoa, whoa, it's my friend. I'm just... And uh, I kind of ignored him, which I shouldn't have done. But I was, you know, I was drunk and kind of feeling myself. And once again, <laughs> it was like helping her down and he goes once again leave those girls alone and she's like hey hey um he's with me but it's so loud in there you can't hear anything so we're just having to shout and at that point i think i got mouthy which again i shouldn't have done and just again let loose with like the fuck you (laughs) probably (laughs) and he goes you're out of here richmond (laughs) and that's what uh you know, that's what the most hurtful part of this... Why did he call you Richmond? Because he actually knew... It, he actually knew I was from Richmond because I had chatted with enough people in there, um, apparently, that I guess I'd... I mean, I guess we'd had a conversation prior to this. And I'm like, how could he, like... After we talked, you know, think that I'm just some asshole who's harassing girls on the stage, like random girls on the stage. I I mean, he probably didn't know that we were there together, but Mm -hmm. it was just, it was a big misunderstanding is what it was. And my guess is, Tim, my guess is, especially after you built up some goodwill that you probably really earned getting kicked out. Um, it's the, (laughs) the fuck you might've been. Yeah, I do think I probably said something (laughs) aggressive in his direction after that. Uh, But it was kind of like a, hey, fuck you. Like, this is my friend. Fuck you, you fucking bitch. Like, this is my friend. Leave us alone kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, so that was the one time I got thrown out of a bar. And I don't think I deserved it. There had been times I definitely deserved it more so than that. And to add insult to injury, they still had our credit cards which we didn't realize until the next morning because we never you know we never got to close our tabs out or anything they just kicked us to the curb we had to do the walk of shame back there to <laughs> basically pay and get our credit Sorry. Cards back. so tim yep. the way you tell that story it's a little similar in that i think like, like it's kind of similar to my cowboy story with that could be your nickname now, you Richmond. just got called it once. I did just right? get called it once, yeah. Kind yeah. of a throwaway line, and you could. Can, should we just call you Richmond going forward? Well, I'm in for this. Yes. <laughs> call me whatever you want, honey. <laughs> <laughs> call your dad Richmond Senior. <laughs> That's a good story, Tim. <sighs> Have it's... you ever got thrown out of the bar, Roger? Me? Yes. Yes. Yep. yep. More than once. <laughs> I got thrown out of I, I the worst I got I got thrown out I got thrown out of a bar while I was there with my mother once. Which oh was, uh, shit! Oh wow! That was that was ugly. That was ugly. Um, Did she get thrown out too, or was it just sort of a vicariously thrown out? Because yeah, well she had driven. Yeah. So once, she had to. Once I got thrown out, I I guess I I I, I, bear, I was I was pretty loaded. It was a long time ago, but I. I said something to somebody in the bathroom, like neg- something negative to him, mm-hmm. and it ended up being like the guy who owned the place. Oh shit! You know, he was like, like he was like going to the bathroom, and I was like, yeah. 
Why do you put that? Fuck tiny, you! <laughs> why, do you, why do you put that tiny thing away? Yeah. And move well, yeah, whatever, whatever I said, something along those lines. Put that tiny and, thing away. small dick. <laughs> but then my mom, my mom, we were we left. We got thrown out, which is just very embarrassing. But then me and her got into like an argument on the way home because I, in my wisdom at the time, felt like felt like I hadn't done anything wrong and I was being attacked. Yeah, that's the okay. that's the worst when you like so are disagreed. I, I made asshole. her I made her drop me off on the side of the road at like one thirty in the morning. Oh man, walked two miles to my friend's house. But that was Jeez. a good one. Um, but yes, yes. Back in, I, you know, like, you know, when you go out a lot, I used to do, I was big into like techno for a while too, like in the oh. late nineties. I, I still like the music a lot. But, mm-hmm. uh, so I used to go to a lot of raves and stuff. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> rave and, Roger. Yeah, no, and you end out like you're those things. You end out like, you know, making a weekend of it kind of at the, without mm. ever really passing out. Secret and, raves. Uh, yeah. In the forest. Oh no, these weren't secret. Like we had like this, like we would know the schedule. So back then, I don't know if they still do this, but it would be like we'd go to like one club until two in the morning, and then there was another one that opened at like two thirty that went to like eight in the morning, and then after hours, another one that was Mm -hmm. like eight thirty to five, and so we just kind of do that, and you know that would always lend itself to. You know, you you throw the lack of sleep in, mm-hmm. the drinks and whatever the, else. So. Yes, the lack of sleep and the addition of stimulants, perhaps. I used to put on a great glow stick show, though. Oh, like I could I could do that for you. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say yes! I, I was going to say I hope you still they call can. That, like, the, liquid, I, the liquid thing. I think I still got it to a point. You know, probably not quite to the <laughs> to, to where I was twenty oh, years. It'll come ago. right back to you, I'm sure. Yeah, <sighs> but. Yeah, so that was kind of like, I did a lot of that, and, um... I knew some, that's the thing, like, I knew some people who were into that, and it was sort of, um... I feel like that scene, like, peaked right before I would have been old enough to really participate. You know, it was, it was like, mm-hmm. just a few years ahead. How old are you? I'm, well, in two days, I'm 37, so I'm basically yeah, 37. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it was like it was like the real peak was like ninety nine two thousand yep. into two thousand and one. I've got these pictures somewhere. I went to the <laughs> no, no. anyway. I went I went to this place in Boston that's no longer there. We did it for New Year's I think two thousand and two, mm-hmm. and there was this. I got I, I ended out on this stage with like this chick and this girl was wearing. She had like a 2002 thing on. Then she had like these 25 foot angel wings. On. Oh my <laughs> god! And it's just like it was just like such an iconic picture. I actually had it hanging up in my house for a long time, and um, but that's gone now. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it does. yeah. It was a fun. It was a really fun, fun scene. But it was again like like I mean, yeah, you needed to really be the Energizer Bunny. Like you needed to mm. be um, like because it was like you dance and then it's just like. The party just never stops, and you know you're like meeting, get, meeting, and going out with all these random people. That you <laughs> see again, you get all sorts of crazy stuff happening. You know, did you go to a lot of raves, Jenny? No, we were. You know, I'm from Alabama, so uh, <laughs> I love not how you say of, that. Like it's an answer to anything. Like I feel like it is. I feel like that explains <laughs> a lot. 
and because I mean, I mean, it's it, unfortunate that it does, but it's just you sort have of... like what the country kids <laughs> think a rave is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but most of our partying was like in fucking fields and <laughs> you know people's houses when their parents weren't home. But and, I mean, we were younger too, and and that mm-hmm. sort of. In the in Rogers time frame, there we were younger. You would have so. been young, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, so that, that was before the big meth explosion out there. Yeah, oh, right. God. So that's so that's good. And you know, I've only, I I never did any of the club drugs, you know, or whatever. So because I've only ever smoked weed, so um, I, I'd never, you know, with weed, you're not gonna go fucking party for three days. I mean, no. you're just gonna go no. and eat cookies and go to yeah, sleep. You do like um, like Red Bull. Yeah, that'll keep you up. Four, lo- remember the four loco stuff four loco when that when it's still at that stuff. Oh was man, nuts. yeah. Oh, uh, what was the other one? Um, juice. Remember juice? Yeah, juice. Oh my god. Yep. Mm. I had a buddy who like when they you remember when they when they the like the uh, the government came in and said four loco had to change their ingredients. <laughs> yeah. Because because yes. like. Because it was like my buddy like went out and like bought like six cases of it, like just cleaned Good the place Lord. out before the. So he had it for like another three or four years. After I'm surprised that. it didn't eat through and the remember... can. <laughs> no, but we went to Atlantic City. This is right when I first like me and Katie. I don't even know if we were married yet. I think we had just gotten married, or maybe not. I think we were engaged. But we went to Atlantic City and we drank the Four Loco. And like it almost like ended our relationship. Like it was like <laughs> like we both like full on blacked out. Like I, I we were in Atlantic City in December, so there's like no. I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but there's like nobody there. And Atlantic City is like usually like one side of the street is real nice and it's got the boardwalk and stuff, and then the other side of the street is just a total shithole. And um, and in December it's just like kind of like the shitholes on the boardwalk basically and um so we're all four locoed out and they got these people with these rickshaw things and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like this guy i'm like this guy katie this this rickshaw guy he's gonna take us take us where we need to go so we get on the rickshaw and i mean this guy is like a shady fucking dude right like like anyone driving a rickshaw in Atlantic City in December. In December, yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, no one around. And I'm so out of it that I'm like, I'm like, you know, you know what the rickshaw is, right? Where he, like, oh, yeah. holds it, like, yeah. pushes it like a fucking mm-hmm. wheelbarrow. And uh, so he takes us, like, you know, like a mile and a half from our hotel down the, down the boardwalk. And I'm like, I have to piss. Like, nobody's business. So oh, no. I make him pull over, and instead of just, like, finding a tree or whatever, going in the ocean, I go, I, I go, Katie, wait with him. The guy's name is, like, Samuel. I'm like, Samuel, can you please take care of her and make sure nothing happens? I'm going to run into this casino to piss. And um, I ended out, like, playing, like, a, I, I was, like, all, you know, because of the four loco, disoriented. And I uh, I ended up, like, being in there for, like, 25 minutes. I, like, was playing a slot machine. And she, I came out, she was so mad at me. Like, it was, like, a dangerous thing to do. Like, I mean, in yeah. retrospect, you know, and, like, yeah. So that was that was our last ex- – that was, like – that might have been the last can of Four Loco that anyone ever drank that had all the – Could be. Anyone ever. No, people – Four Loco almost ended my marriage. I like that. as. <laughs> it's like a lifetime movie. I love how 
like you just went in there to pee, and then you're just like, well. Well, oh, I'm here. Samuel in the rickshaw is watching. Like, like, like I was telling you, that's that's like a classic cowboy decision. decision right there. No, it's like it's like you had the original bad decision, right, which was to go in in the first place and, uh-huh. leave, her, and, and leave her and leave her with Samuel the rickshaw guy. Yeah. But but then like 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 I do, I it's like. I'm like a bad decision to the certain power. Like I always have to compound the bad decision with, Oh, not only am I going to do that, I'm going to leave her out there for a long time while I play the slot machine. The chain of bad decisions together. That is a good thing to do. That is a good thing to do. Well, look, Samuel had your back. So I think you ended up being all right. I was going to say, he sounds like a good guy. (laughs) Like Batista. Yeah. He rickshawed oh, yeah. us back. Put him in the top five. <laughs> not, he's not, Samuel was a little rough around the edges. He's not cracking my top okay, five. Okay, he's number five. <laughs> he, just, yeah, he just missed the cut. Number six. six. <laughs> I, can't, I can't bump Steve Gleason for him. Right. <laughs> just below Steve Gleason. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. I feel like we've gotten to know you better. I do too. Good. Good. I didn't want to just come on and tell all old war stories, you know. Back, well, back. I mean, we like that too. We, we wanted to tell a couple, so you gave me a couple, but also wanted to make sure, you know, the, uh, you know, dig a, dig a little deeper than just the guy who's playing the slot machine while, no, Samuel, right? was, yeah. while Samuel was high and his woman, you know. We go there sometimes, yeah. So we get into some heavy life stuff, so you never know what to expect here. Very good. Well, I've, I've, I've appreciated it. Do you guys have any any additional questions, anything else? I'm happy to say, talk about it. I think I've exhausted um, what I wanted to know. Jenny, what have you got? I always want to know, like, really weird shit, but... Mm. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Weirder, weirder than my Batista question. <laughs> yes. Wow. But I'll refrain. All right. All right. Hmm. Keep it in your back pocket, I guess. Yeah. Give, give, give me one weird one, Jenny. If I don't answer it, that's all right. Just, just one. Are you in defeat? Oh. You know, not not even a little, honestly. But like, I, I'm happy you asked that because I actually asked you about this. So yes. let's let's talk about it for a sec. Talk about so, feet, okay? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not like actively. I don't have anything against feet. So like like a foot doesn't disgust me. I am happy to give like a foot massage. I enjoy a foot massage. Foot, foot massage. Um, <laughs> I don't have that next step of, like, yes, I am into that foot. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. It's not so, like a specific thing. Definitely not like a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you're not totally against it as well. No, I'm not against I'm not, in that respect. Like, I, I can't really think of anything that really totally disgusts me like that. Like, I'm very much like a, you know do what you want. I'll try anything once type of guy, you know, but yeah, just nothing specific. Like I'm not like, well, she's got great feet. 
So, uh, so, so that was the that that was what really sealed it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't really do feet. I don't think that I'm. Uh, I don't think I find them as uh, just repelling, repellent, uh, disgusting, if you will, as other people that we might know. But um, definitely, definitely don't really go for them. Mm. All that's fine. Not a thing. I just really feel like it's going to be a question I'm going to ask all of our guests from here on. Yeah, yeah. You can tell a lot about a person with that question. You think so? I think so, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like, what do you have to do? I don't know. That and the aggressive. (laughs) We all have feet. Why? Like, I I got got feet. Why would I hate feet? I have two fucking feet. Do I look down every morning and say, oh, fuck you? Fuck you. No. What if he hated feet that much? I was going to say, are you so disgusted? By, is it sort of like, you know how some people can... Cut them off if you hate them that much. Well, know? some people are like, a, 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 are, are sort of immune to their own farts. Like if they, they fart on themselves <laughs> or whatever, like they'll send somebody else running out of the room, but you just sort of laugh at it to yourself. That's like, you know, you know it smells that. bad, but it's not as bad. It's never as bad to you as it is to yeah. the other person, right? Yeah. So wait, wait, Tim, that's a good one, right? Because I kind of take pride in that, right? Like a lot of people, if like if I do a real good one, empty in a room uh, with a good fart. Exactly, but yeah. like I can, I'll sit in it, no fucking problem. You know? <laughs> I can tell that was. You'll good. sit in it. I will but, say, okay, I will you, say this. I, here, I have. Yeah. I got. I got to tell you where I'm going, real quick. Yeah, right? please. So, so that's taking it. The, so you put that put that same kind of thing into the foot context, right? Like, I don't like other people's farts. They disgust me. Yeah. So, like, if I'm a guy who hates feet, do I make my feet, like, the most disgusting fucking feet in the whole world? And then I'm proud of it, right? I'm like, my, I'm like I hate feet so much. Oh. And my feet are fucking terrible, right? Like, like they Trojan, are gross. all green and crusty. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, I, yeah, no, I think they probably just wear tennis shoes to the beach instead. I don't know. Why. What do you mean? <laughs> tennis shoes to the beach? Who would do such a thing? I don't know. I must have missed. So you, that was a tough day for me. Like, yeah. With the, you know, mm-hmm. say the thing with the golf cart where I made that comment that everybody thought was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> the metric system, whatever the fuck. <laughs> so I was. I got a, 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 cowboy math, yeah. Cowboy math, exactly. Cowboy yeah. math. I, you know, I have run myself out of the shower with my own farts before. It's, I think it's the a steam. Shower. Yeah, well, I think it's the. You know how it kind of, your your fart kind of steams up um, along with the shower. It it just makes oh. it so much worse. Big steamy <laughs> fart. See, I would kind of stay in there and just be be all right with it. Yeah, I, might well, have, I would consider inviting Katie in if it was bad enough. Hey, right, can you right. come grab my towel for me, honey, and then laugh? Yeah. Classic. No, I've definitely had to open the door, like air it out. Oh, my gosh. Why are we talking about parts right now? You know what I did last night? I spent 20 minutes on YouTube watching nothing but um, people. Well, yeah, people in Walmart and grocery stores and, like, costco um farting over the pa system 
And they're just what? like they're just like couple seconds at a time videos, and there's just like hundreds of them on YouTube. They just they pick up the the um, the the phone right and dial whatever it is to broadcast over the entire store, and then you just see them take the receiver right to their ass, and then it's oh, like all of a sudden great. you can tell a lot of them are fake. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's but all of a sudden it'll just you just see this person walk up to the thing and take it, put it up to their ass. <laughs> just over the entire store. I could watch that for, for hours on I was too. losing See, it. We we found our common ground, Tim. Yeah. Yes. Right the, right, farts. You know. farts are funny. That's yeah. it. Oh, very funny. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. And I didn't care if they were fake or not. I was still laughing either. I just a fart were not gonna be funny. Either way, you know, I mean who cares if it's real? It was it's real to us and that's yeah. all that matters. Real in my head. All farts matter. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Alright, well I think we've learned a lot tonight I think so too Very um, um, Fun and also I think Educational in some ways Yeah, feel good Well, I, 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 really, I really enjoy doing it guys So thanks, thanks, for, thanks for inviting me And taking the time to To ask these questions And you know, it's great, great to get to know everybody better So good awesome. stuff um, is there anything that you want to plug before we leave? Oh, I only do one show this week in the NFL. It's uh, we just started. Uh, it, it actually posted today, I believe, um, our, our first week. So we do that once a week. It's me and the two retirees, D'Amato and <laughs> Cowboy Senior. Cowboy so Senior. it's one of the few few groups that I'm in where I am by far the youngest these days. So I'll take that <laughs> all day. And um, you know, we just try to. Keep, I just try to keep the train on the tracks and let them do most of the heavy lifting. But if you're into if you're into football, we try to we try to bang it out in about an hour, so it's nice and easy to to digest and give you some good information. So please listen. It's a good show with a good producer, I will say. And well, Jenny is um, the best because I I, I, I I hand her a steaming pile of shit once every three <laughs> weeks, and she never complains. She is so nice about it. He's like. There's always a Skype problem. Like, <laughs> There's always like, 43. You got to cut this out. You know what? This what this show confirmed because we've been on an hour and 54 minutes right now, and it's been clear as day is that the Skype problem is most likely Cowboy Senior, which is right on brand with the oldest guy. Right? <laughs> can't There's can't no work the technology. Senior yeah. internet problems. And then I say, Dad, I think that it's. I think it's your uh, connection. Oh, I'm fine over here. It's gotta be you. Yep. yep. Get with the cowboy. Pass the buck. But yeah, guys, awesome. Thanks again so much. Um, what about you, Tim? What you got coming up? Ah, uh, what do I have coming up? So, I have coming up a show that I don't do regularly, but that will be debuting. It is going to be on. The Place We Nation pop feed. I don't know that I can really spill the beans. I don't know if I can spoil it yet, other than to say it's an idea that we have talked about uh, on various different shows, myself and Andy Atherton and others. Um, we're going to be recording this on Monday the 14th, so mm -hmm. I imagine it'll be dropping sometime, you know, the week of the 14th or shortly thereafter. Uh, so look for that. You'll see it. It's a new show going to hit 
the pop feed of Place Be Nation pop uh, and short order. And that's all I'll say about that. Again, not something I'm going to be doing regularly, just um, appearing on, on this first episode. And, you know, if they um, request my presence for others, and then I will endeavor to be there. Uh, all right. Be- yeah, beyond that. Way to say all that and not say anything about, about it. The, yeah, because I, I don't think it's it's mine to share necessarily. So okay. I'll just kind of tease it out, right? All right. All right, so on Place We Nation Wrestling, you and I, Jenny, do a couple of shows there, a couple of wrestling shows, one of which is called PTB NXT. That is with our good friend Jacob Williams. And our next episode that we've got coming up hasn't hasn't dropped yet. Again, look for it in the very near future. We'll be covering the first NXT TakeOver event from 2014. So we've made it. We made it through Arrival. We've made it through, gosh, five, four, almost five months worth of uh, NXT television. And mm-hmm. now we are we have arrived. So, we're going to be talking TakeOver on that next edition of PTB NXT, TakeOver 1. Uh, you and I, Jenny, also have a show called Talkin' WCW. It's actually spin off of this show, if you can believe that, Talkin' Pop, <laughs> with our friend Greg Phillips. And, yeah, we talked WCW on that show. Most recent episode there, uh, really fun outing. We talked the career of the Giant in WCW Three great matches that we picked, and uh, I feel like we dispelled some myths there, so that's something we like to do on Talking WCW. In our next episode, that's going to be focused on Vader, and that was chosen by you, Jenny. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty awesome, right? Love me some Vader. And is there anything else? Well, we do have on this very feed what you're listening to, the Jenny Position. In addition to Talk and Pop, you can find Jenny and myself on The Journey Through Infinity. We do that with our friends, the aforementioned JT slash Justin Rosero and Scott Criscolo, going through the Marvel Cinematic Universe in order. And our next episode is going to be focused on Avengers Age of Ultron. So the first Avengers sequel. That'll be an interesting outing for us, I think. I'm very excited to record that yeah, one at some kinda, point in the future. Yeah, because I kind of don't know where you guys land on that one. I don't know where, like, I don't know where anyone lands on that movie. So we'll um we'll look forward to that definitely. Mm-hmm. That'll still do on it. The Twitter. Still I am on still the Twitter, on the Twitter. Right? I am still on the Twitter. I am at psych six eight c y k e six eight on the Twitter. I do still participate there. I have not sworn it off like I have Facebook. Um, as for me, uh, I think Tim has mentioned most of my shows, but uh, <laughs> I tried to help you out. <laughs> there was uh, an episode of um, You Heard About Pluto with me and Jake Williams. We watched um, America's Test Kitchen. Uh, so that was a really fun episode. That's a really with Jake funny and, episode. And, and then um, I have some wrestling shows on the North South Connection. Um, podcast feed so tna never dies is over there and the extreme three-way dance and um our new comic show called shrink wrapped the psychology of superheroes yes um, if you want to check that one out 
do that too. It's a fun listen, kind of different for us, Tim, um, but also a pretty great show. It's us being a little bit artsy, if we yeah, can be so bit. bold, but that's the idea. And I'm on Twitter and Facebook page at Jenny Physician. And if you're listening to this on Friday, September 11th, it is Tim Cable's birthday. Oh. So you should definitely tweet him or send him um, a DM of your penis. Okay. Um, Happy early birthday, Tim. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's given me a lot to consider. Right, I just well, opened up your DMs for your birthday. You're welcome. Uh, hopefully, uh, Batista slides in there, right? <laughs> no, uh... I, ju- I just sent it over to him. <laughs> oh, oh. try to make the uh, the most of it thank you that is a tough that's like a tough day to be your birthday which i'm sure you, you've heard before right? is it it's on the 11th september 11th. yeah yeah well the um 9-11 was my 18th birthday so that was sort of a i don't know i, I felt a way about it um at the time but it's sort of like you get older and you're, you're sort of like blessing your own head about it's a lot it's like having a, you know, like Christmas or whatever, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But not exactly. Well, yeah, no, not really. Sort of like Chris, having your birthday at Christmas. But, um, it's like if your first name was COVID-19. <laughs> 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 but, but if there were a lot of other people named COVID-19. <laughs> well, there will be a lot in the future. <laughs> yes, there will. You say he's not treated in your right. Cause I go-